0: Welcome to another episode of Life Transformation Radio. I am your host, master resilience implementer, TEDx speaker, business positioning strategist, and international Bestselling author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently heard in over 90 countries. So whether it's your first time joining us or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here is where we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing, highlighting that transformational moment that changed our lives and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network, Tuesday through Friday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also join our Facebook group at Life Transformation Radio Community and never miss an episode by subscribing to Life Transformation Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Life Transformation Radio can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Player FM, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, Himalaya, the Google Podcasts, Pandora, a whole host of other podcatchers. And you can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel at Life Transformation radio so hit that subscribe button and please leave us a rating and a review to let us know what you think of the show on the show my guests are entrepreneurs speakers business owners coaches podcasters authors amazing people impacting the world around them and my guest today has done exactly that if you have any questions for any of the guests that i bring on the show during our live broadcast tuesday through friday five thirty p.m eastern time go ahead and give us a call at 657-383-1109. Again, the number is 657-383-1109. If you are joining us live Tuesday through Friday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time, come be a part of the show. And with that, please have a welcome to the show, my amazing friend, amazing guest, and all-around awesome human, Aisha Alim. Aisha, welcome to Life oh, Transformation Radio.
1: Thank you for having me, Sean. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: I am super, 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 super excited to have you on the show. We've been talking about this for a while. We've been Facebook friends for a while. And I just yep. love what you're doing in the space and how you're elevating everybody around you.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you. So we both love transformation. And yep. something that we're going to talk about Today is your book and how you are transforming lives, and I'm really, really excited to talk about that. And so Aisha is an empowerment coach, a speaker, consultant, mentor, facilitator, and now she is a published author. She has completed MetaDynamics 1 and Foundations of Coaching Success in life coaching and brings a wealth of knowledge and experience in personal growth and development, running workshops, and has presented topics she is particularly passionate about as a public speaker in a variety of settings over many years. In 2017, she turned her attention specifically to life coaching and facilitating adult workshops with a particular passion. In helping people find their purpose, overcome fear, and propelling them forward in life. She takes a very balanced view of things and believes true authenticity comes from experience and a willingness to learn. Aisha has worked in many industries in a variety of roles, including management and training, others in leadership development. She has always been highly sought after for her wisdom and advice from a very young age and has a proven track record in helping clients live authentic, happy lives. Currently, she is actively coaching multiple clients, running self-empowerment courses, and professional development workshops. She aims to speak to audiences all over the world, seeking to better themselves and welcomes the opportunity to do so with you or anyone that you may know. She continues to be involved in her local community with a particular interest in teaching dance and umpiring hockey. I love hockey, <laughs> so that's super cool. If you want to know more about what she's doing, her website and her social media links are right there in the show notes. Go ahead and click on those. Send her a friend request on your favorite social media platform and let her know that you listened to this episode of Life Transformation Radio. Go to a i s h a a l i m dot com and go check out alicia's website i i <laughs> the first question that i have to ask and i believe is the most important question you could ever ask yourself is why why do you do what you do well look
1: we've had many discussions about this and i think or Ultimately, most coaches that I know have had some type of negative experience in their life and have realised that, well, in my case, I'll speak from my perspective, uh, I knew I was worth more. I was trapped by depression, anxiety. I had some pretty awful experiences. And that ultimately pushed me to better myself. And then having learned all of those tools and strategies for myself, I wanted to share that with other people. And so that's why that particular passion was further uh, mainstreamed in 2017 when I targeted coaching in uh, particular. And it was that desire to share with other people what I had and the wonderful experiences that I had in transforming my life from being a very negative, very disempowering, mm. um, hopeless almost, I would go to that extent. Um, type of a lifestyle that I was leading at that time to one that is now, you know, getting ahead. It's living a life full of passion and purpose and helping other people to do that. So that was really that desire just to share that with the world and because I, at the at the end of the day, I care. I genuinely yeah. care about people and I want them to have a happy and fulfilling life too. Love so That's it. where that sort of came from, Yeah.
0: Love it. I love how you took a passion and really honed in and made something of it and then put it out to the world. I feel like so many people have passions that they harbor just for themselves or they're too afraid to tell anybody about it or, you know, it's just a hobby. It's not really thinking I want to take serious. I just, I just kind of dabbing in it, you know? Yeah. But I feel like if you did go all in on that passion, you would never work a day in your life. And then that passion would fuel somebody else to do something amazing because you never know what you might say or do that changes a life and puts them on their own transformational path.
1: And that's the thing I think too, Sean, when you're starting out on this journey, you look at people that are doing things like, let's, let's use you as the example. You know, I can remember looking at you and thinking, wow, he's doing amazing things, but You've got to get back and get past this comparison thing because everybody's journey is different. If you can hone in, you said, like you said, instead of looking at it as a, as a hobby, I mean, knowledge is nothing unless it's shared. Right. If you've got a vast array of knowledge, what are you going to do with it if you're going to keep it to yourself? It's useless. So using that to not only better yourself, but using it to help other people, your path is not going to be a trajectory straight, like NASA going straight to the moon. Right. It's going to be wavy. It's going to be, okay, well, that didn't work out. What can I try instead? So instead of looking at those steps along the way as failures in inverted commas, see it as a learning curve, put your hand up, ask for help, which is really a great sign of growth. And also trust, trust the people that are doing the wonderful things in life. Don't reinvent the wheel, ask them, what systems are working for you? What yeah. have you got in place? so that it makes your journey just that little bit easier they're the sort of tips and things that i did that really helped me get ahead too there you go so, yeah
0: yeah i like that i like that we all go through quite a few transformations throughout life you know when you go from school to college or university to career to parenting you know and and there's a lot of transformation that happens through that yes. process. The theme of the show is about highlighting the transformational moments that we've gone through that directly put us on the path that we're on now. Yes. So I ask you, what is your transformational moment that has mm-hmm. changed your life and put you on the path to what you're doing today?
1: There's one particular moment that comes to mind and I've had a few and I think that the I call them defining moments and I think, you know, when you get a moment where you can either say, right, I'm in a place where I don't really want to be and I can either stay there or I'm going to move ahead. Now, 2016, it happened to be for me mm-hmm. and I was in a very bad place as far as a relationship and there was... Videos surveillance in my home. Wow. There was listening devices. I was stalked. I was abused. I had all sorts of things going on. Something like you'd probably see off a, off a movie, one of those thrillers. Yeah. Yeah, it went on for three and a half months and my phone was controlled. I was watched. I was followed. It was pretty hectic. Jeez. And, um, you know, he was a pretty dangerous man. And I ended up, there was two things that could have happened. Either A, they drive me to suicide and I'm a very strong person and it was pretty, pretty hectic, yeah. or B, they would kill me. So I did the unthinkable and took the 180 and did something that no one ever thought that I would do and I up and left everything. My home, my beautiful yes. home. I had my daughter got her to safety to my mum's. She was old enough to actually move out of home at the time, but still that was... As a mum, that was a critical part because her yeah, life yeah. was in danger too. So basically I did the unthinkable, packed up a car and was I, I thought I was on the road to nowhere, but that's where that journey actually began. So it was wow. in that moment I had to make the decision, am I going to continue to live like a victim or am I going to do something that I know I'm worthy of more? And so I, I took that, that road and... I haven't looked back. And I can t- honestly say too, and for your listeners, I want to encourage them to think, oh, well, it's, not, it's really not that easy. Well, no, it's not. But if you're committed to yourself and believing yourself and willing to ask for help, it will happen for you. But it's never a straight path. It will be, as I said earlier, it'll be a bit of a windy road, but just keeping that bit of self-belief is really where I was, I'd had it at the forefront of my mind. I'm worthy of more. I'm worthy of more, and that was really that what set the path in motion to then go on and better myself, and then help other people as a result. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. You had a
1: snippet. A snippet. I got. I,
0: think, uh, well, I mean, I got. Snippet. I got. I mean, I got goosebumps. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. I lived in a domestic violence alcohol dominated household yep. as a kid and Started that on. is mm. not fun ah, yep. that is not fun to watch people abused and yeah so literally can't really do anything about it so
1: and that's the hard part as a kid isn't it I understand what you're talking about I was raised in the same environment that powerlessness as a child not being able to help and then I don't know about you but it took me a long time to get over the the guilt that I felt of not being able to help. Yeah, so I do get that too. Not, not yeah, nice.
0: and I just kept thinking, as you as you were as you were just saying, you know, it, it it's a wheel. It's almost like yeah. a wheel. Like the negativity goes yep. like this, and then it comes back around, and it just goes. Yes. And it goes. And it. It, and it just goes and then it spirals out of control. Like it starts in a place kind of like a funnel, right? It starts in a place and then it goes in a circle and yep. then it goes and it goes and it catches speed. And then you just spiral out of control. And, and I feel,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, I feel like that's what, that's what happened to us. It feels like it happens to a lot of people. And I remember when we, when we ran the first time, you know, my mom said, we got to go, you know, cops came, took him away. She's like, we got to go. And then he found yeah. us. He got out of jail and found us.
1: Yes. Yep. You
0: know, and then it was like, okay, I'll come back or whatever. And it was just like, oh my gosh, what are that we doing? That
1: cyclic sort of thing that you go through
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: trying to find the spoke to put in the wheel of stopping that negative cycle is yep. just, is really the key, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a horrible
1: thing to go through. It really is. And I'll say this for you, Sean, too. I commend you as a human being and as a man uh, in your own right, that you stop the cycle because, you as a human being and the most beautiful human being, um, you know, that I've come across male I'm talking about for mm-hmm. quite a while. So I commend you on breaking the cycle for a start. And not only that being a role model of excellence for other people. So it really is, you know, refreshing to see. So yeah, thank you. Nice one. Nice one.
0: Thank you. It, it wasn't easy. No, it wasn't easy. Cause being in the military and the lifestyle that we lead. Oh, yes. I don't say live. I say we lead yeah. a lifestyle. I mean, we lead a lifestyle and. Being settled down as a young military yeah. guy, just. It's yeah. tough and then yeah. they don't get it. So there's things that you got to explain to them and then when you when you leave for deployment or you you know go TDY somewhere it's like you want to cut loose and be like oh man it's just me and the guys you know it's me and the team it's you know yeah there's, and there's a cycle there mm-hmm. you know, there's a cycle of guilt you know it's like well should i go to the bar or should i go do these things or yeah. whatever like i'm married i mean i know there's some things i cannot do now but Nothing wrong with having a couple drinks, you know, and then that turns into a bunch of other stuff, which turns That's into a it. bunch of other stuff. And then it's yes. just like, it's out of control. And you yep. forget, you're like, oh, I'm married, I got a kid. Like, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it wasn't easy. And yes. then having kids myself kind of scared me because, you know, I, I don't want to yell at them, but at the same time, like they have to be disciplined. Yes. So I remember disciplining yes. them for the first time and I felt I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm abusing them. Oh my gosh. I can't do this. And like, I yeah. was so afraid that that's what would happen, which yeah. led to a bunch of other stuff. But like you said, just breaking the cycle, it's not easy, but it can be done. And exactly. something my wife and I talk about quite a bit, you know, like how are we going to raise our kids?
1: That's a the key there is that communication, mm-hmm. having open dialect with people you know, and that willingness to actually sit and listen with the intent to understand and not to respond because a lot of people do that. They're already preparing an answer in their mind uh, when they're having a conversation or, oh, I know exactly what you mean. When that happened to me, da-da-da-da-da, yeah. which, yeah. which is not, you know, where we want to be. So that aspect with your communication there is absolutely critical and getting on the same page, and you know, the, with your kids and so forth, you're right. It's when you've been in a domestically violent home, there is always that fear: am I going to do this? I don't want to. And it's always questioning yourself. But again, developing that self awareness, knowing who you are as a person, knowing that you are a good soul and you're doing your best, you get it. Taking advice on and seeing what works for you, but. The fact that you have that open dialect, I love that, um, you know, you. with you and your wife, that is such an important aspect. And for your listeners too, mm-hmm. I can't highlight that enough. Being an empathetic listener is a critical part of, you know, an effective marriage and just sitting down and having that willingness to actually understand their point of view. It really does help them, it mm-hmm. helps the marriage itself anyway.
0: Right. And I think yeah. you said a key there is to is to understand
1: yes, yes. seek
0: to understand yeah if my wife said something to me and i was like no that's dumb and I, like then i don't hear her out yeah then i don't understand why she thinks that way i don't understand where she's coming from and yeah. the and the response that she gave me or the question that came or so i'm always like what made you think of that or yeah. or why would i do that or yes. you know and sometimes she's like I don't know, it's just something I was thinking about. Like, yeah, like, so it tells me
1: nice. that
0: she's thinking about me.
1: Yes, exactly. Right?
0: right? Yep. But if you just blow it off, like, why would you do that? That's so stupid. It was like, well, I was just thinking, I was like, I don't need you to think, and you know,
1: you're, and just, that's you're shutting like, her
0: out. You're shutting yeah. her out, and it's so bad. That communication is is huge. Even if even if you know, people are and I've learned this that people are fighting, right? Yep, they're fighting, they argue. That's their only form of communication. They don't talk yes. to each other. They don't, they don't come to an agreement. They don't, mm-hmm. why'd you do this? I don't know, no, 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 I'm like, I know I'm gonna go home. I know I'm gonna end up, we're gonna end up fighting. Yes. So don't fight. So don't fight. Exactly. And then you like, and then you'll, you'll tell them. And I don't know if this has ever happened in some of the consultant that you've had, but you'll tell them be like, well, I just want to fight with her. So I'm just going to say anything. Like, well then don't say anything. It was like, then we'd had nothing to talk about.
1: That's a problem. Exactly right. That is the problem. Exactly right. Yep, that's exactly the problem. That yep, is a problem.
0: Right. So there's a there's a great activity that my wife and I uh, learned in marriage counseling, which is something yep. we had to do because the first year we were getting divorced.
1: Yep.
0: And then this, and then we got back together, and then like two years later we were separated again, and then we got back together, and then two years later we we're gonna like it was ridiculous. Yeah. So what you do is you have things that you are thinking about or talking to yourself about or whatever, write them on a card. And then alternate topics, right? Like, OK, I'm going to go first. Um, parenting, we mm-hmm. I really think that we should parent the kids this way. And like, it's not an argument. It's like I really think and and really yeah. like think about it. Right. I yep. think this, 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 this is how I feel because of you can't just be like, well, I think this. Why? Because I hate exactly. that. I hate yeah. that. That's all the time. I'm like, no, no, not because, you know, if she tells the kids, no, I'm like, why not? Like, like, why are we saying no? Because if she says no, then I say no. Right. Cause yes, I hate the, yes. um, can I have this? And she'll hear them. I already told them no. Yeah. No, th- she said, no, you can't do that. Yeah. She definitely said no. And, and my, my yes. daughter does it all the time. She'll ask my mm-hmm. wife something and then she'll wait till I'm alone She's like, dad, can I do this?
1: <laughs> and so I've
0: learned that. Did you ask your mom? Oh, yeah. She said yeah. no. And then I go, why are we saying no? Like I'm on board with you. I'm a hundred percent, but why are we saying no? Because mm-hmm. of this, th- like, be food can i get something to eat she's like no I'm like why are we saying no yeah uh, because i'm making dinner and they're gonna eat dinner in like 10 minutes uh yeah it's a no for me <laughs> like you know it's almost <laughs> like it's almost like american idol or like the shark tank um yeah. uh, it's a no for me and for yeah. that reason i'm out <laughs> yeah <laughs> you love
1: know? it love so it you gotta be on the same page you gotta yeah, you be on the same page you and know a lot of people miss, miss the thing, the opportunity. Like you guys, I'll again, commend you on that. That's awesome. But they miss an opportunity. Like a lot of women will ask a man, for example, how they feel about something. My thing to that is why don't you ask him what he thinks? Stroke his ego. He was do To, to analyse, to critique, to plan, and he loves to when you ask him his opinion on something, oh, what, what do you want to know? Yeah, right. Whereas if you go in for the kill and say, how do you feel about that? Well, you've missed an opportunity there. So my thing is this. When I talk to couples, number one, when you're dealing with your man, as I said, ask him what he thinks first. With, with the woman, ask her how she feels about it because women like to talk about their feelings and they'll, and, uh, yeah, basically go in-depth about that. Then, if you want to know how he feels about it, once he's given you his opinion on it, then if the opportunity is there, then you might ask him that. But be gentle with him because it's probably new territory. So I'm really quite passionate about people honing in on, again, a male's born to think, a woman's born to feel, like, this is in simplistic terms, no. grab those opportunities. Grab him,
0: yeah, yeah. but anyway, yeah, love it. Oh, I love that. Such good points. I always make the joke, yeah. like you ask a man what he thinks because men don't feel,
1: yeah, we don't, it's not, it's not things. come naturally to you,
0: right? Women are all, man, women are all about the feelings and like there's they yeah. take everything to heart and like men yeah. just blow stuff off. We're like, man, whatever, yeah, that's yeah. whatever. Because we were always told at like look at okay look at now men now yep look at men 30 years ago <laughs> yes. okay hard yes. work grunts yeah. knuckle dragging yes. manual labor like yes. you you really provided for your That's family
1: right. yes
0: now it you know serving your country and like beer and women yeah. raw, right? Yeah. You look yeah. at the men and now, it's all feelings, and inclusion and diversity, which is, I'm not saying it's bad. Please, <laughs> I'm not saying this bad. Yeah, I know. But, no, I'm just but it's all like, it's all here at universities now, like inclusion and diversity office, right? Yeah. Inclusion, diversity, how does it make you feel, right? The feelings part. Oh. And then the big thing is like, well, I'm going to go to college, and I'm going to be somebody. Where did yeah. we put this on a pedestal about going to college or doing whatever? Exactly. Where was this on a pedestal, and we frown on the guy who has manual labor job. We frown on the garbage man. We frown on the plumber. We frown on the truck driver. So right. And yep. so the manly jobs, they're like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to get dirty.
1: Yeah. Like, so
0: yep. It's just way different. And, and yep. the woman's different too. The woman isn't yeah. sitting home barefoot pregnant in the kitchen making dinner for her man, like I leave it to beaver. <laughs> right? Yeah. People who know leave it to beaver, Nick at night, 70s, yeah. 80s, 90s. No, she's working. Mm. She's a woman working, and she is just as much equal in the marriage as the man. Mm. As yeah. a matter of fact, I know a couple of stay-home dads like I love being a stay-home dad. Yeah, they're running businesses, they're yeah. an entrepreneur. Yeah. And and I just look and I'm like, there's a transformation in itself. Yes. My aunts did not work. One of my aunts didn't even have a driver's license, but they just didn't work. They stay home. They raised the kids. The men worked. Both of my grandmothers do not have a driver's license. Both of my grandmothers have never had a job. Well, I think like early, right. But like raising kids, they did not have a job. The men worked. The women stayed home with the kids. Like, that's how it was.
1: That's not like that anymore. My wife hates it. She hates yeah. doing that. Yeah. It's complete, you're right. It is a completely different shit. And I totally agree with this, you know, the college pedestal stuff and the manual. Like, I have so much admiration for men that go out and do hard, yakka mm-hmm. work. I really love that. I have. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. But um, I do. I take my hat off to them. I see, like, I'll be driving. I'll see a bloke, you know. Digging the road up, and I think, Oh God, I love seeing that. I love <laughs> the fact of the man going out, you know, working hard. And, you know, I'm not, I'm far from stereotypical, but I agree with a lot of the points that you're saying there. And it's a shame that we've got this imbalance of our viewpoint that if you aren't doing a certain thing, then you're somehow less than. It doesn't work like that.
0: Right.
1: Follow your passion. This is what I say to people whatever your heart is telling you to do follow that and then let the head show you how to do achieve it yeah get the planning in place but for goodness sakes if you've got a desire follow it because you won't be truly intrinsically happy until you do
0: right absolutely yeah. and your book is about empowerment and transformation yep. and if you look at how it is now a lot of that wasn't there 30 years ago nobody was talking about the soft skills nobody was talking about you know like lean six sigma nobody was talking about any of this stuff yeah. and we see the shift we see the roles kind of change you know i honestly don't think that the role will change where the men become the spiritual leader of the ho- i don't think that'll ever change men need to be the spiritual leader of their home
1: and yeah. the uh, and, I- and the
0: and the woman follows
1: Yep, I
0: agree. That's just me biblically. I just don't think that's ever going to change in in you know religiously. But yep. if you look at it now, you know, women are being more empowered. You know, the working woman, you know, I mean, it's like they're starting to be CEOs of companies, they're starting to be vice presidents, they're starting to take on a lot bigger leadership role, albeit the women pay in the United States is about 87 cents to the men's dollar. I hope that that changes. Uh-huh. I Sorry, really I hope that changes.
1: Yeah. But,
0: but in the meantime, I love the fact that in the military, women are on that equal playing field. They get paid the same amount as whatever rank that they're in. And I know a lot of women that are at the top. They're the highest enlisted you can go and they're crushing yeah. it. And I'm like, I love that. I love to see the women do that. And so let's talk about your book and, and how transformation and empowerment plays a huge role in your book.
1: Well, it does. And again, the, I've, I, instead of calling them chapters, I've called them tools. Okay. So I've gone through and tool one, tool two. So what I've put in there are things that I know that work with clients that I know that have worked for me. Um, there's one chapter in there it's called sacrifice versus selfishness, which is really sort of in line with what we've been chatting about. And as women in the West, we've always been taught that, you know, you've got to put everybody else's needs before your own and that type of thing. But in the book, I, I speak about, it's developing that healthy selfishness. We want to be role models for our kids that don't put everyone else's needs before our own, because ultimately it can lead to a type of begrudgment. It can lead to all sorts of issues. But it's right. creating that balance and saying, you know, look, I need to get ahead first in order to help everybody else. Like coaching, unless I'm sorted out, how can I help everybody else out? I can't. And so the things that are in the, in that there, look, there's a whole range of things. It talks about time management, um, where it all starts, like our maps, how they're actually imparted to us. For example, the domestic violence thing that creates an indentation in the, the way we view things. Uh, some of the other topics that I talk about, uh, the comparisons I mentioned earlier, but not not comparing ourselves to, to other people. There's yes. A, that, that one there was actually one that I used to do a lot, There the comparisons. Oh, she's doing so much better than I am and
0: oh, I'm not yeah.
1: up to her level and and look, it's normal. We're human yeah. beings. We are we are going to compare, but we've got to get past that. And I've in the book mentioned, I, got, I think I talked about cakes and scones. Like if, I've got, <laughs> you know, like if you're a cake nice. and I'm a scone type thing, like, and I've got a fantastic recipe, and so have you. But how can we possibly compare them? And uh, we haven't got all the information. We've just got what's presented, and they're two different. So yes, yeah, so I use a lot, lot of analogies. I use case studies, examples. I talk about gratitude as well. I call it the GR rule, and how that plays oh, wow. an important point in our, uh, important important part in our lives. Uh, I've talked about the blame game and fear, stopping the merry-go-round, um, even a vision for the future, like getting on your own path. So it's really an all-all encompassing sort of look at a human being's needs. It's written in everyday language. As I said, it's got case studies. It's got examples. By permission of, of some clients, I've included aspects of that. And in some of the end of the chapters, I've actually got questions for the reader. So they can actually implement. Oh, nice. History. So you can't just say, oh, gee, that was a good book. <laughs> no. no, it goes a step further. So you can actually it's a working, yeah. It's a work in progress, almost. Get a journal for yourself, and I've, as I said in it, progress it because it will, it will help you transform your life. It will work. So I'm extremely proud of it, and thank you for, by the way, for being a part of it and endorsing it. Uh, so, You're welcome. Just, you. You're and, welcome. Yeah, look, as I said, twelve months in the making. It took me. I started this in lockdown when COVID-19 first hit mm-hmm. and again saw it through the eyes of gratitude because it was an opportunity I wouldn't have normally had. Right. No. So I was actually grateful for COVID-19. And in the intro, Sean, I spoke about how I was feeling. Ah, oh, what about geez? What if no one likes it? Or what if not, what if it's no good? Oh God, what if it's oh, no yeah. And off it started to roll, and yeah. then it started to recognise the signs. And I thought, "No, hang on! Don't go putting your own roadblocks up, girl. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to know if you don't have a go." So right. I, so I actually uh, got a uh, enlisted a book coach, and gee, I'm glad I didn't know what was involved though. I'd never have done it by gee. It's a long process. You know what it's like, right? Goodness me. But um, on average, other than a few days, I had a few days where I was a bit crook. I spent probably four to six hours each day for 12 months. Three and a half months took me to write the actual book, mm-hmm. five months to, to edit. And wow. The rest was, yeah. Oh, it's a test of endurance for my own for me, it was, you know, come on, girl, you, you're a determined woman. Get uh-huh. it done. <laughs> Focus on the end. So very proud of it. Um, I mean, I've actually got it into the local bookstores here in where I live in in uh, and in Victoria and mm-hmm. in the library as well, which has been tremendous. And I've got the media on board, which has been great. So a lot of hard work behind the scenes. But ultimately, this book is a culmination of stuff that I know works and I'm really hoping that people not, not nothing to do with me, but I, I want people to buy it because I know it works. Mm. It I really love it. Works. Yeah.
0: Where can people buy the book? Cause I'd love to get a copy since I endorse the thing. I want to yeah. get my own copy. <laughs>
1: um,
0: where so for, could people get the yeah. book?
1: Well, for your, for you guys that are international, it's on Amazon. So as well, Amazon, it's on e- Amazon, there's ebook available as well on Kindle uh, through my website, uh, www.asialim.com, and, of course, well, locally as well. But uh, a note to add there too, if you see on Amazon it says out of stock, it's because it says it's print on the mound at the moment. So I just wanted to give you a heads up about that. If you go in there, it says out of stock, don't worry about it, just keep going. Right, So yeah, that would be the easiest way for you guys to, to get it. Love it. Yeah.
0: Love it. So final question before we wrap the show, how yeah. do you elevate the world around you?
1: Through my own character and conduct, I've got a very, very positive attitude. Mm-hmm. I choose, and I use the word, I emphasize the word choose. I choose to be happy. I choose to be positive. I choose to be optimistic. I don't bury my head in the sand and say negativity doesn't exist. We all have had days where we feel a bit crap or, you know, a bit down in the dumps and so forth. But, again, it's being, great, being grateful for things. And that then transposes into, okay, if I'm grateful for this, then I'm grateful for that. And that light just keeps spreading. I mean, I'm using my hands here, but people can't see. But it will basically envelop your attitude, and then the way that you view things and the way that you conduct yourself will always be positive. And I'll, I'll use an example, a personal example for me. Uh, I chose to I went I chose Islam only a few years ago. I was a Christian, and I. When I moved here to Terelgan, not a lot of Muslims here. It. It's a little country town. And, of course, the, I wear the hijab. And I can remember running into a few pe- people. Now, I've got a couple of, like, sort of, well, what's she like? What's she normal? <laughs> I like that sort of a look. But as soon as I smiled and I started to speak, so, like, oh, yeah, she's all right. Yep, she's a good chick. That sort of, that sort of stuff, how they, how they talk. But it's breaking down, I'm very passionate, again, about breaking down barriers, and I think that can be done, well, a lot of that can be achieved through your attitude, the way you conduct yourself. And I am intrinsically a very happy and positive person, and that then transpires into ignoring what I see, that fear, and breaking it by smiling and speaking to them, and it's like automatically they go, Oh, so again, I think that's, that's me to the world. My positivity, my genuine love and compassion for people. I genuinely care. I don't judge. Uh, that's, it's not my place, nor is it anybody else's. And I think if a lot of people could suspend judgment and, you know, just genuinely love and care about people, uh, we would have such a beautiful place to live. And I'm not saying that we don't, but we could spread a lot more of that oh, love. Oh and- man.
0: What? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love that so much. And I, I agree. I think that the world has become ugly and nasty to people and with social media, it has brought out the worst of people on display for the world to see, you know, yep. when, you know, they call them the Karens of the world. Right. And all that, uh, there's the yeah. cancel culture that's going on right now. I mean, there's just so much stuff that's going on.
1: There's a lot you know, over there. And, and people are angry
0: and people are upset. And, yeah. there's and, and that's why I said, like 30 years ago, somebody would say something and he'd blow them off. Like whatever, man. Now all exactly. of a sudden we take stock in what other people think about us. We live our lives according to how someone thinks about us. Like why, yeah. why exactly. does that matter? My whole yeah. life, my whole life, my mom was like, doesn't matter what other people think about you. They don't pay your bills. Like, yeah. Okay, even in school, they're like, Why do you care what the other kids think? You're going to graduate school and then you're never going to see them again. I yeah. can't name but like two or three people ever that I still keep in contact with from high school. And I graduated in 01. 20 years ago, I graduated. 20 yep. years ago, yep. I maybe talked to two people. I bet you all them people who were bullies in high school, I bet their life sucks. Exactly right. You well, know, like you exactly don't even right. know what they're doing because you don't even talk to them people, right? I mean. That's
1: it. Oh, that's how my kids are my- amazing. You, that's exactly it. Look, that's a great point you've talk, you've spoken about because the people that you surround yourself with says a lot about you. Yeah. So who do you choose to be with? Do you choose to be with people who have genuine optimism, who challenge you, have stimulating conversations, or do you, do you hang out with the bully from school who's, who's got no idea if he's up, down or Arthur or Martha, you know, like, in all honesty, the people that are negative or, as you said, the bullying and so forth, are really actually unhappy people. They haven't developed self-awareness. They haven't got the positive view of themselves. Their self-esteem is really low. I feel sorry for them in that sense. But, again, it's not my responsibility, nor is it anyone else's, to ensure that they're happy or that they're feeling secure by hanging out with them or engaging with them you know, I'm not that powerful to influence, <laughs> neither right. is anybody else. And ultimately I wasn't put on the planet to make sure anyone else was happy. I wasn't put on the planet to make sure that you're living out your purpose or that you're hanging out with the right people. I was put on this planet to ensure that I'm doing the best that I can. I'm here living out my own purpose and the flow on effect of that, then that's where it comes in. But it, I think, that, you know, if we get away from this, the comparisons the hanging out with the wrong people and so forth, focus on getting ourselves right. Then we're in a position to give to other people. I love it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. A great way to end the show and a great yeah. message to give people. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I have thoroughly enjoyed being here.
0: Yeah. Where's the best place for the listeners to know more about you?
1: Yeah, probably get, get on Facebook. Um, right. a- 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 Shulim, And I've also got a, a business page. I mean, look, it's hard on the business page because sure. people don't generally engage with it that much. <laughs> but I've got a- right. a- Lim coaching solutions. But, yeah, get on my Facebook page is probably the best place. Or, you know, my uh, website, they can jump on there. But, yeah, drop me a line and say g'day. A.
0: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, thank you so much for being on the show and Pleasure. definitely get the book. Tell us the name of the book and where they can get it.
1: Yep. It's called, it's all within you. And the tagline is tools for transformation. Love it. So Love again, it. Kindle, ebook, uh, Kindle is the ebook, yep. Amazon. That's for the international, my website and through me. Yeah.
0: Love it. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for coming on the show. And I wish you the Thank best you. for the rest of 2021.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Sean.
0: Life Transformation Radio listeners and amazing guests impacting the world around her. If any of our conversation resonated with you today, please go to her website. It's in the show notes. Aisha Alim. It is right there in the show notes. Check out her Facebook. Check out her LinkedIn. Send her a friend request and go get her book. I endorse it. A lot of other people are endorsing this book. It has a lot of amazing tools that is going to allow you to get all of that that's within you out to the world because it's true what she says. It's all within you. Get her book on Amazon today. Make sure you subscribe to Life Transformation Radio. Leave us a rating and a review. And as I close the show, I always say, live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart. And I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live an amazing life.